Today is the seventh day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian, and it is a joy. Every day, it is a joy uh, to come around this global campfire that, that we all share, where the fire is burning. And no matter what time of day or night it is, we can kind of come out of the cold, come out of the heat even, and just come to this place, this space... That over time just kind of becomes an oasis. It's like this one space, this one period of time in a day that we kind of step out of all of the chaos that's swirling around and just simply allow God's word to wash over us. And then we go back out into it. It'll still be there, but we may go back out into it with some perspective and some transformation in our lives. And so it's a beautiful thing to be here with you today for the next step forward. And we're reading from the New International Version this week. And we have, in the book of Genesis, been reading about this guy named Abram, who has entered into a covenant with God, and God has given him a promise for lots and, like, an innumerable amount of offspring. But he doesn't have any kids at all. And he has followed this God into a land that is not his homeland, a land that God has said will become his ancestral homeland. But that hasn't happened either, and God has just told him yesterday that it's going to be like four centuries of mistreatment before that stuff starts to happen, and all of a sudden we see, oh, uh, the stories in the Bible are full of ups and downs, just like my life is. There's no straight line to anywhere. It goes through all of the issues of life. And where we arrive is how we respond to those things. And so we continue with that journey. Today we'll read Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 through 18, verse 15. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. 
The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham As for you you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? <laughs>
Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of twelve rulers, and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household, or bought with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them as God told him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was thirteen. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day. And every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household, or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seahs of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where's your wife, Sarah? They asked him. They're in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out, and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, 
you did laugh. Matthew 6, 1 through 24. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. 
But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Psalm 7 A Shigeon of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning Cush, a Benjamite. Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me, or they will tear me apart like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I have done this and there is guilt on my hands, if I have repaid my ally with evil or without cause have robbed my foe, then let my enemy pursue and overtake me. Let him trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. Arise, Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the rage of my enemies. Awake, my God. Decree justice. Let the assembled peoples gather around you while you sit enthroned over them on high. Let the Lord judge the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity, O Most High. Bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. You, the righteous God who probes minds and hearts, my shield is God Most High who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, a God who displays his wrath every day. If he does not relent, he will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He makes ready his flaming arrows. Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusionment. Whoever digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit they have made. The trouble they cause recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. Proverbs 2, 1-5 through five. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God.
All right, there are a few things we should touch base on in our reading today. I'm trying to think of the fastest way to go about this. So let's go into Genesis. And we read uh, within the last couple of days of Lot and Abram separating. Like they're close relatives, but their households have grown too big to sustain them in one place. So they go in separate directions. And subsequently, Lot is captured in sort of a nine-king battle. And Abram goes and reclaims Lot and retakes all of the things that have been stolen. And then those get divvied up and Abram takes nothing. He won't, he won't let anybody claim that they made him rich. It was only God. And then we have a, a person. Uh, like right after that battle, a person kind of comes in and his name is Melchizedek. Okay, so pause for a second. Some of the things that we're doing in our time going through the Bible this year is to try to look below the surface, uh, not to find hidden Bible codes or like secret messages and stuff like that, but because we need to be below the surface at the level of our hearts to allow the Bible to begin to speak to us deeply. And so every time one of these little strange kind of references show up, and it's happened several times in the book of Genesis so far, where we get a peek into the spiritual realm, most of the time we just kind of move past, go like, that's weird, that's something. It's something spiritual, but it's weird. I don't understand it. We just kind of move on trying to find the things that would apply to our lives today, which is okay. But since we're realizing that, you know, as we follow Jesus and as we look at Jesus in the Gospels, we're looking at a whole person who is their spirit and their soul and their body integrated and they're working through the world and realizing that we are spiritual beings and there is a spiritual realm, I guess we should look at that when it peaks up. And so Melchizedek shows up, this strange figure who is the first named priest of the Most High God. I'm not going to go into all kinds of things about Melchizedek right now because he will show back up for us uh, later when we when we wind our way into the book of Hebrews. But to connect it to the story that we're in in Genesis, Melchizedek blesses Abram. And this incident that we witnessed at the Tower of Babel a couple of days ago where the Earth's languages were confused and people went off into their language groups, that actually has significance because we're moving one story to the next, to the next, to the next, and it can seem like, well, maybe that was a thousand years or maybe who knows how long that was. But there does seem to be a cohesive story being told underneath it all. And we are most definitely watching uh, apparent spiritual beings communicating and being seen on the earth by humans. We see that in today's reading alone. So we see that a flood happened on the earth because everyone on the earth had only evil in their hearts. And the Bible talks about them essentially kind of devolving into animals, which I guess is a really decent way of describing what happens to us when we are separated from God. 
And so uh, the flood goes away, but the evil in the hearts of people is still there. And then we move right into God calling Abram, who has today become Abraham and has today uh, entered into covenant with God. And the outward representation of that covenant is circumcision. This idea of circumcision is going to carry us because it's from a Hebrew perspective through the rest of the Bible. But now God's saying, okay, there is a mark, a very intimate mark, um, one that will be observed in the most private and intimate times of life. And for that matter, one that will constantly be a reminder of the covenant and who you belong to and who you are submitted to and what God is doing in all of the language with Abram, whose name has turned to Abraham, is to tell him a new people will be raised up and they will be my people. There are lots of people that are in absolute rebellion and disobedience. These people I'm raising up through you, Abraham, my covenant partner, to be my people and that's gonna become more and more important as we go on and that is actually gonna cause problems uh, that need to be worked out when we get into the letters of the new testament's early church era Okay, so we know Hagar, you know, Sarai gave Hagar to Abram, and of course, Abram agreed. And uh, so a child was born. His name was Ishmael, and we read of the tension that happened between Sarai and Hagar, and that's pretty understandable, but Hagar was mistreated to the point that she ran away. And she had an encounter with a spiritual being up on the earth that she could see the angel of the Lord. And often among biblical scholars, the angel of the Lord means the Lord. This is like a physical, visible representation, but God. So anyway, after they have this uh, conversation, she says something really, really profound. It's, it's fairly famous, but it's pretty profound. You are the God who sees me. I have now seen the one who sees me. This is actually quite beautiful because we will remember back in Genesis chapter 3 that as soon as Adam and Eve realized a separateness from God, that rebellion had made them aware of this and even caused this, that they realized they could be seen and they hid. And that has really been a, a fundamental reality of, of, of fallen mankind existing until today. We're, we still struggle. We don't want to be exposed. We don't even want to be exposed before God. But the thing is, people, like when you're in a relationship with somebody, they only know of you what you're willing to reveal to them. They can only know of you what you will let them see. 
And so when we understand that, we understand how much we are hiding and how pretty much nobody really sees us. No one really knows us. And here is Hagar in ultimate distress, a really difficult situation. And what we'll find in the Bible and what we'll find in our lives is that this is where God dwells a lot of the time. When we, when we have unraveled ourselves to the point that we, in our own strength, cannot move forward. So she's in distress. But she is also saying that she is seen. And if we could all just understand that the more we are willing to reveal, we could say, well, God knows everything about me. I don't, you know, like he sees it all. But that's different than opening your heart and revealing it all. We can be seen. We can be seen by one another. We can be seen by God. It's all really hinging on how vulnerable we're willing to be. And man, I, th- I feel like I, 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 sh- I, sh- I could stop there, but, but there's more and can't really skip this because Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer today. Maybe we even recited it as we were reading it. And uh, so the Lord's Prayer is certainly very, very famous. Um, but Jesus kind of comments on portions of the Lord's Prayer as soon as he ends the prayer. Right, so like, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Um, this isn't just debt like you owe somebody some money. Like this, this is a transgression against you or a transgression that like you are indebted to somebody because you've done them wrong and it needs to be made right. So we get through the Lord's Prayer and then immediately Jesus says, if you forgive other people, When they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Okay, that is certainly a posture of heart. But if we're looking at what Jesus says and we're looking below the surface, then we begin to realize that the underlying truth is that when you set someone free you are being set free and when this is the way you live then then you live in freedom then we get into the psalms today and we read whoever is pregnant with evil and i mean let's just like stop there pregnant with evil How do you get pregnant with evil? So the language is out of the Bible, pregnant. Pregnant is that you're incubating something within you that has been put put there very intimately. Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusionment. We could say a ton of stuff about it, but there is one of those sentences that we can ponder and invite God into as we meditate upon it. So Father, there's like there's plenty of other things that we could we could maybe talk about just from today's reading alone, but it feels like this is this is where we'll land today and so we thank you 
uh, for all the many facets in today alone that that gives us pause and gives us a chance to reflect, gives us the opportunity to invite your Holy Spirit, gives us an opportunity to, to just observe ourselves and the paths that our lives are on. Understanding now that it doesn't all have to be pure confusion. It doesn't all have to be a mystery. There is a way. There is a way that leads to life. And as we interact with your word every day, it is revealing that path. And so come Holy Spirit and lead us into all truth, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And there's always something or another going on around here. And I've been spending the last, well, since we began this year, just maybe pointing out a few things here and there that are good to know about. And so today I'll tell you about the uh, the, the transcriptions. So like if, um, you know, you're listening and you're driving or whatever and uh, something sticks out, something you want to remember, whatever. Uh, every day, everything that, that we're saying here gets transcribed uh, by a, a team of very dedicated volunteers that, ah, well, I mean, it wouldn't exist without their labor of love and it is seen and it is valued by many, myself included. And so you can access those um, by going to the community section at dailyaudiobible.com and then clicking the social media tab, which brings up all the links to all the different social media channels that we interact on. And one of those links is uh, DAB transcripts, and that will take you where you want to go. So that's a great resource to know about. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible in the mission that we share, uh, that is to bring the spoken word of God to anybody who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night. And to build community around that rhythm so that no one has to feel alone in this journey. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you for your partnership. There's a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial, or you can just press the hotline button, that has a little round red button at the top of the app, and uh, just start sharing from there. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is Rooney from the Chicago area. I've not called in quite a while. But I need prayer. Please just pray for me. Everything's falling apart. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you so much. Hello, Brian and fellow Daily Audio Bible listeners. My name is Brian Milliken, 
I'm in Anniston, Alabama. And I've been listening to the Daily Audio Bible for um, most of 2019, and I will continue to do so in 2020. I'm very thankful for what this program offers um, for listeners as far as the Word and fellowship and prayer. It's just um, it's incredible um, that we're able to, to come together like this. Uh, but my call today is a praise report. Um, first time I've ever called, by the way. But it's a praise report. I wanted to share what God um, spoke to me uh, or how he spoke to me through today's reading. Today's December 29th. And today's reading um, focused on uh, well, it focused on a few books, but Proverbs 31 was was one of the scriptures. And um, after the reading, Brian focused also on, on what Proverbs 31 was teaching us. But um, for the past month or so, my wife and I and our little six-year-old daughter have been in the process of acquiring legal custody of my nephew, uh, whose name is Justice. Um, he spells it J-U-S-T-U-S. But um, throughout this entire process, we've been seeking God's wisdom and God's guidance um, from the from the first day um, that it became apparent that uh, his home life in, in Indiana had gotten to a point where somebody needed to step in and, and rescue him uh, to an extent, and God put that on our hearts to do so. And uh, he has spoken to us, God has spoken to us um, in numerous ways. And uh, today, as I was listening to the Daily Audio Bible, um, of all the scriptures, of all the teachings Brian could have focused on, uh, after reading today, he focused on Proverbs 31 and uh, the idea of justice and that it's not just political. Hey, Daily Audio Bible. My name is Isidore. I'm from New York. This is my first year I've been really using the Daily Audio Bible. Um, and I didn't really think I was actually going to call. Um, one of my childhood best friends, uh, one of my childhood friends passed away um, about two days ago. So December 28th, um, he was shot and killed on the block that we grew up on. So if you guys can just pray for his family Pray that uh, we can start off the feelings that we have and that they can hopefully catch the individual that got them. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, also, pray for me. Um, trying to just figure out how to sort of, uh, how I'm feeling, I guess. Pray for that God will give me wisdom, understanding. I'm still kind of getting new to this Christian lifestyle, trying to be a better person and all that. Um, I just hit a year being married in June of this year. I just kind of need help. Um, it's kind of hard understanding how to grow together and things of that nature. Um, so pray for my marriage. It's been going good so far though. And uh, lastly, uh, the New Year's about to start, and I'd like to ask for prayer because I'm currently training for the 2020 Olympics and, you know, going to school and getting full time and everything like that. And uh, just, I can really use the support. Um, 
Hi, this is Ben. Hi, this is Bella. And we live in uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, we wanted to wish everybody on the audio Bible a uh, Happy New Year's. And everybody in the Daily Audible Bible in family. In the Daily Bible, a Happy New Year and um, a uh, nice beginning of the new year and a fresh start. Uh, goodbye. Hi, this is Boyce Pittman. Um, calling in for the first time from Northern Nevada. And I discovered the Daily Audio Bible this past, uh, towards the end of the summer. And I really love it. I really love uh, the idea of a community of people being able to uh, join together and discover God's Word together. And um, so I just want to thank you, Brian, and your family for bringing such great value to the Kingdom of God. And I will be. Today is the last day of the year, December 31st, and I will be uh, joining this community uh, to embark uh, on the journey of going through the entire Bible in 2020. And I made it a goal to not miss any days whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, just God bless this whole community. Thank you for for being there. Let's do this. Hi, my name's Cricket from Colorado. I called in the other day and left a message for Anonymous and told her I would be praying, but I failed to introduce myself to the community and say hi. I was a first time caller then, and I'm new to you guys since August, but I spent this whole year remaining of it, trying to catch up and finish the entire Bible with you. And I plan to do it forever until I die to listen to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm grateful because of this community and not because it's a place where I can read the Bible every day, which I've never done until now, but because I have all of you that I can learn and grow from, and you've all taught me so much. In just the prayers alone, there is so much value in this group and in this family. I thank you, Brian. I thank you, God. I thank you, everyone who participates. And I encourage everyone who might be hearing this for the first time or deciding if they want to do this, don't just do this because you'll hear the Bible in a year. Do this because this is a family I finally found a church home. I love my church, but it doesn't fill every desire that I have. But listening and connecting with everyone every day at two o'clock in the morning while I milk my cows is just amazing to me. It's helped me so much. I thank you and I love you. And I will be praying for you all in the new year. Hi guys, this is Michaela from Gloucester. Um, it is Tuesday the 31st of December 2019. Um, I was thinking earlier today about the change of the decade and things, the highlights of the decades that have gone before. And then it, I realised that 
this last decade has been Daily Audio Bible. So I've, I found it in 2010. And although I haven't quite made it through the year yet, um, it has been a real blessing to me. So I wanted to say a massive thank you to all those who were listening before me and left reviews, which enabled me to find it. And a huge thank you to Brian and family and Mike and Sarah Jane and all of those people on the tech side who make this magic happen every day. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, OK. Father God, thank you so much for the Daily Audio Bible. Thank you so much for the blessings it has brought me. And I pray, Lord, that it will find its way to those who need it. Father God, thank you for this journey we've been on in 2019. And I pray, Lord, that you would seal what we have learned in our hearts. And Lord, we look ahead to 2020 and we look forward to what you're going to do and we are expecting for what you're going to do. Please be blessing us greatly, Lord. And Father God, we do lift up the people of Australia. And I pray, Lord, that you'd be giving people wisdom on how best to tackle these fires and how best to protect lives and property. Father God, please bring an end to these fires. Please be at work in this situation. Please be blessing Australia. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>